Welcome to Embrace the Musica. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru and we met salsa dancing over a decade ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two tricultural kids and making the most of life and community in a place that neither of us grew up in. Embrace the Musica was started right before COVID-19 and is meant to be a place where we can be vulnerable about our story, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts that make us who we are today as we are constantly growing. I also love hearing about other people's journeys. So on many episodes, I get to invite incredible women onto the show to encourage us all. So let's embrace the Musica today. Well, hello, Embrace the Musica friends. How is everybody doing? I hope if you've been listening to the podcast lately that you enjoyed the three different interviews I did for part of the Spanish series, talking to entrepreneurs here in Mexico and just seeing needs in the community and changing their career paths and working on communication and all the things that Lupita, Miriam, and Paulina shared with us the last few weeks. And I just want to check in with everyone. We've had some significant dates and anniversaries over the last month. And I know that I can't help but continually think that one year ago, I was feeling a certain way. Or as I'm looking back on the memories that are popping up on social media of the posts from the early pandemic days, when 16 days in lockdown felt like forever, and when everything was so up in the air back in the early days, when wearing a mask still felt foreign and leaving our house meant we nearly had to put on spacesuits to go to the grocery store. And then we washed our groceries with sanitizer or left them out for a few days for the virus to die. So many things, so, so many things to think about looking over this, uh, this past year. And the thing is with all this reflection, which I do think is so important, I can't help but also think about the present and how so much is still exhausting, how so much of our life is in this limbo of deciding between pre-COVID habits or rituals and also making up new ones. And here in Mexico anyways, a lot of people still aren't vaccinated. It is slowly but surely, Um, but it's trying to figure out who we are in the middle of the storm or as we're coming out of the storm and deciding who we wanna be, choosing to hold on to what we wanna hold on to. Because in so many ways, COVID-19 gave us a break or a chance to stop and think about what's most important in life. In fact, for those of you who have been listening to episode week after week, you've heard me process so many things out loud on this podcast because it's been a space where I question myself. I question what I believe and why things are done the way they are. I question traditions and rituals and patriarchy and systems that we simply follow blindly in a lot of different ways. And it's been a lot of unraveling and unwrapping who I am or who I want to be. And I think that this past year has given us a chance to step back, to say no to more things, to say yes to less. And in the spirit of essentialism, which I talk about all the time in my coaching and on this podcast, it's been good in a lot of ways. Yes, it's been hard because good doesn't always mean easy. And I think that's where we often trip ourselves up. We think that if things are easy, things are good. And I can't help but wonder if the hard patches or the detours or the bends in the road have been preparing us for the next challenge or the next season in our lives. And I'm all for making things easier in the long run, for sure. But to do that, we do need to ask ourselves the hard questions and we need to face that fear that trips us up sometimes. 
for those of you who know me well or if you've been chatting with me lately or just following me on Instagram, you saw that I just read the follow-up to Essentialism, which is called Effortless by Greg McCohen. I highly recommend this for your summer reading list. It's all about taking the hard things in your life and making them more effortless. It's about creating a get-done list every day instead of the eternal to-do list that so many of us love and just keep adding things to to cross them off. And it's about simple tips to get done the most important things and focus on being who we want to be rather than getting lost in the distractions. And there's another concept in the book, which I just love. He talks about looking at our life and at the things we need to do or the things we want to do. And he talks about this concept of so often when we're starting something, we tend to think the only way to do something is to roll the ball or the thing uphill. And he challenges that and said, how, that same thing, how could you roll it downhill? It's looking at your life from a different perspective. Instead of overcomplicating things, whether it's making a decision, whether it's your career, your family, your relationships, how can you make it easier on yourself? And I think it's a valid question. And then one other book recommendation from this past month is Indistractable by Nir Eyal. It's so good, particularly in this season of piecing back together our lives and what seems to be kind of a post-pandemic frenzy and we're distracted with so much. And our phones, which are good for so many things, are also overwhelming and distracting in so many ways. So talking (laughs) a bit personal here, like these last few weeks in particular have been a bit crazy for me and I almost feel silly saying it, but I was asked to sub in an elementary classroom on top of my other job. And just to be completely transparent, I nearly lost it and I broke down a few times because it just felt like it was too much. I didn't have enough energy, resources, or time to be doing two jobs at once. And I feel kind of silly saying this because in that same breath, it also just gave me such a greater sense of empathy for teachers. I know a lot of my friends are teachers and thank you if you're listening. I know that you've had a hell of a 16 months working through all the ups and downs of this. And I just feel so much more empathy now than I did a few months ago because I got to breathe it day in and day out. And I know that teachers have been working longer days than ever before. And being in their shoes and realizing, oh my gosh, being a mom with little ones in the morning, teaching during the day, and then coming home to little ones in the afternoon, it's a lot. It's a lot to manage, and I only had to do it for three weeks. So if you're listening, if you're a teacher, I salute you. I don't know how you stay sane during all the craziness and just being needed 24-7. And it also, this experience, it also reminded me once again how important empathy is. I know that COVID-19 in so many ways raised awareness and empathy for people around the world as it really was a collective experience in so many ways with the initial lockdown and people experiencing something that permeated across country borders and divides. Yet, as expected, we're starting to see the walls go back up, the divide increase, particularly when it comes to vaccines and equity and availability. And I can't help but think that empathy is once again what should be driving us as we talk about the issues we are seeing worldwide. Because unless we are in someone else's shoes, we shouldn't be the person making the laws or the rules or expecting that we actually understand what it feels like or the reality of the situation. And I know I'm stretching that classroom experience beyond what it may have been, 
But it was a good reminder for me. And I think for many of us or all of us who may wear a leadership hat once, once in a while or in one way or another, it's important to have a taste of the classroom or whatever the metaphor of the classroom may be in your field. And another lesson that I've learned over the last few weeks is actually thanks to this podcast. For whatever reason, perhaps overwhelm, boredom, unrelatable content, marketing, distractions, just busyness, who knows? There's a lot of reasons or factors that could play into this, but listeners have been down and I can see I can see exactly like how many people listen to an episode, how many people share an episode. And I can't help but think from time to time that I must be doing something wrong. Or maybe it's not even worth the weekly effort to produce an episode, to interview a friend, to amplify, to amplify the voices of other women. Maybe it's not worth it. Or maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not the right person. And I find myself falling down this rabbit hole of inadequacy, questioning my worth, my vision, my passion, and wondering what's the point. And while stuck in this unknown ground of what to do or whether or not I should keep going week after week, posting episodes and writing content and pursuing my business and dreams alongside my nine to five job, I find it ironic that this narrative seems to live in so many of my friends in different things they are going through as well. For example, if you listened to last week's episode with Paulina Lopez in Spanish on her journey into starting her own business, all by seeing a need in the community and ultimately making an environmental impact much beyond what she'd ever imagined, I left that conversation feeling so inspired by her own story of figuring things out even when things didn't always go the way she hoped. Or as she shared about her adoption journey, it's been hard, painful, and heartbreaking in so many ways. Yet, day after day, she gets up, she keeps on going, and her story is so inspiring to all of us. But you know what happened? After that episode, and after it was live, and she listened, I asked her, like, oh, did you listen? What did you think? And I should know by now that when I ask that question, or as I debrief an episode with the person I interview, the responses are pretty par for the course. Everybody pretty much says the same thing. Either the person I interview doesn't even listen to the episode because she's nervous or she doesn't like the sound of her voice, which then means she doesn't share it with other people because she feels like she doesn't have enough to say, which is clearly not the case. Because if you've been listening, I've interviewed so many incredible women on this podcast, but I think it comes back to the story we tell ourselves that we aren't good enough, that our stories don't matter. And that's the same narrative I was getting from my friend Pau. She said, oh, it sounded horrible. I don't like listening to myself talk. I was too nervous. I need to practice telling my story. And I said, Pau, it was perfect. And you did tell us your story. Yet she remained unconvinced. Two hours later, Another friend sent me a message and said, guess what? I listened to your podcast episode with Powell. She's the person that I've been needing to connect with. Thank you for sharing her story. Eight hours later, a friend across the ocean said, I love that episode so much. I hope I can try her products when I come to Mexico. And you know what? It's that simple reminder of how we talk to others versus how we talk to ourselves it's so important. I often feel like I'm not 
doing enough, which translates to I am not enough. I question whether or not this podcast is worth it some weeks, whether writing a blog about living abroad is worth it, whether investing my time and energy in a community empowering women is worth it. But you know what? That story with Pau showed me that even if it's one life or two lives that were touched by an episode, the magic is found in the connection. Two people were touched by her story and let me know that. One friend is also going through the adoption process in Mexico so she can relate to the woes that Pau has experienced. Another lives across the ocean and loved hearing about Pau's career and her passion for the environment and how she took a simple idea and has turned it into a lucrative business that is also friendly to the planet and their eco products and it's amazing. We may not feel like we have a lot to say, but our story is enough. We are enough. Each day we are writing and living stories that should be shared. And this podcast, it's worth the time. It's worth the connections. It's worth the sharing of the stories. The community that I mentioned, which was previously called Expat Entrepreneur Alliance, it's worth the time, the energy, and the emotion I put into it each week as I truly do get to use my gifts of teaching and encouraging other women who are building businesses and sometimes just need a little guidance or a group of people who understand the struggles we often feel when we're starting something new or building something alone. I was so encouraged as the doors to this community are about to open again in July. We're starting our second round of growth and fun and connection with a brand new name, which I'm so excited about, as it truly embraces my heart. Stay tuned or get on our email list to see the new name and be a part of this incredible community of entrepreneurs from around the world. And I was encouraged because sometimes we do wonder if what we're doing day in and day out truly makes an impact or if it's worth it. And my friend Jenica, who is a part of this dynamic group of amazing women from around the world building their businesses, this week she sent me a testimonial to share on the new landing page. And she said, I belong to other business groups and I didn't think that I needed to join another business group, but I was curious and wanted to check it out. Wow, if I stick with only one group, this is the group. Not only does Dominique offer great experts, she has a gift of attracting amazing women. The other members are from a variety of fields and not only open to learning and sharing new ideas, but also are so supportive of one another. It really is women uplifting women. I came for the business advice, but I stay for the community of friendship. And in that message she sent me, it affirmed that it's always worth gathering people, connecting with others, and looking for growth. It's worth using our gifts, even if it's hard sometimes and it's lonely, and we don't feel like our voice is heard or valued, because sometimes we don't feel skilled or worthy when we're telling our stories or doing the work day in and day out. But I believe it's still important that we try. We are all perfectly imperfect human beings. We never know who may need to hear our stories. So on that note, friends, I hope you're encouraged and feel like perhaps we are all more alike than we realize and we all can speak to ourselves more kindly just as we do to the other women or friends in our life. 
We'll be back next week with another episode with heart and humility. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on Embrace the Musica. I truly hope that there was something on this episode that encouraged you, that inspired you, that motivated you. And I would love to hear if it did. So please take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, share it with your friends, invite another friend to listen. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.